program, UFO Warning. Today's topic, UFO sightings in ancient Roman times. And I found this article on HistoryDisclosure.com from February 20th, 2016, titled UFO Sightings in Ancient Roman Times. And it begins by saying UFO sightings are not a recent phenomena. UFO sightings have been recorded by many ancient civilizations, including the ancient Romans. We've talked about some of these sightings on the podcast, um, going back to the Middle Ages, even back into China. And you can look at those if you like. Now, the first part of the article says, Chariots and the Sky. Jewish historian Josephus wrote around 65 AD about a sighting over Judea. Now, just to put this in context for you, Josephus uh, was a Hebrew, or what we today would call an Israeli this would have been AD 65, uh, just before the Romans came in and destroyed Jerusalem. As you might know, they came in and leveled the temple there, that huge temple complex. And as I recall, uh, the story is that the gold that was recovered from that temple, and the, and the gold recovered from Jerusalem basically, was used to build the Roman Colosseum. Now, Josephus uh, was not only a historian, he was a survivor, that's for sure. Born in 30. Uh, 7 A.D. dies in 100 A.D. So he was actually born just after the crucifixion of Christ. And he actually writes about um, the birth of Christianity there. According to Wikipedia, Titus Flavius Josephus, Josephus rather, born Yosef ben Metayahu, was a first century Romano-Jewish historian who was born in Jerusalem, then part of Roman Judea, to a father of a priestly descent and a mother who claimed royal ancestry. He initially fought against the Romans during the First Jewish-Roman War as head of Jewish forces in Galilee until surrendering in 67 AD to Roman forces led by Vespasian. After the six-week siege of Jodopato, Josephus claimed the Jewish Messianic prophecies that initiated the first Roman-Jewish war made reference to Vespasian becoming emperor of Rome. In response, Vespasian decided to keep Josephus as a slave and presumably interpreter, and Vespasian became emperor in 69 AD. He granted Josephus his freedom, at which time Josephus assumed the emperor's family name of Flavius. Flavius Josephus fully defected to the Roman side and was granted Roman citizenship. He became an advisor and friend of Aspicius' son Titus, serving as his translator when Titus led the siege of Jerusalem. Since the siege proved ineffective at stopping the Jewish revolt, the city's destruction and the looting and destruction of Herod's temple soon followed. So we see that Joseph was a real person. This is not a... This is not a uh, made-up story or a historical construct. This is a real person that saw this. We know about him. We know where he's born. We know where he died. We know about his life. So when he tells us that he saw something in the sky, that he had a UFO encounter, it seems like we might believe him. Now it says, chariots in the sky. Jewish historian Josephus wrote around 65 AD about a sighting over Judea. On the 21st of the month, Artemisium, there appeared a miraculous phenomenon passing belief. Indeed, what I am about to relate would, I imagine, have been deemed a fable 
were it not for the narratives of eyewitnesses and the subsequent calamities which deserve to be so signalized. For before sunset, throughout all parts of the country, chariots were seen in the air, and armed battalions hurtling through the clouds and encompassing the cities. Now that is really amazing. Now he calls them he calls them chariots, but we have to wonder if he's just trying to put into words that he can understand what he saw. Or did he actually see chariots? Is that how these UFOs appeared to him? But clearly, Josephus saw this, basically just what we would, what we would call today a, a battle between UFO forces. And this happened in 65 AD. That would have been about five years before the destruction of the temple. And like a lot of times, just like with World War II and the, and the creation of the atomic bomb, it seemed like UFO sightings spiked. It seems like here again we have all of this warfare happening and we also see the spike in UFO sightings as if they're coming here to, to maybe view what's going on. But this is different. In this case, Josephus says, On the 21st month of Artemisium there appeared a miraculous phenomenon, passing belief. Indeed, what I'm about to relate to the world, I imagine, would have been deemed a fable were not for the narratives of eyewitnesses and the subsequent calamities which deserved to be so signalized, for before sunset, throughout all parts of the country, chariots were seen in the air, and armed battalions hurtling through the clouds and encompassing the cities. Very fascinating. Secondly, it says, Two armies witness UFOs. The Greek biographer and historian Plutarch, and if we go to Wikipedia we can find... Once again, this is a real guy, Plutarch, later named upon becoming a Roman citizen. Lucius Mestris Plutarchus was a Greek biographer and essayist, known primarily for his parallel lives and moralia. He is classified as a middle Platonist. Plutarch's surviving works were written in Greek, but intended for both Greek and Roman readers. This is a philosopher, pretty smart guy. Born in AD 46 and died in AD 120. So right about the same time as Josephus. And he says, the Greek biographer and historian Plutarch provides us with an historical testimony of a UFO sighting at a battlefield during the Third Mithridaic War, 75-63 BC. which is just around the same time, about two years, excuse me, this is about a hundred years before before he was born, but he's going ahead and tell us what happened. It says, a testimony can be found in Plutarch's book, Lucius in Greek. The original extract describes the incident in the following words. When he faced Lucullus, the enemies, he was amazed by the number of people and wanted to avoid and delay the battle. As Marius, who was dispatched from Iberia, Sertorius to help Mithradius as a sergeant together with a military armor challenged him, Lucullus, he got set for battle. While marching toward the conflict, without any observable change happening, the air opened and appeared a rapidly descending object resembling a flame, which appeared like a vase in shape and like a glowing a needled metal and collar, both 
armies, frightened by the sighting, withdrew. They said that this happened in Figuria, near to what is known as Otris. Wow. So here again we have a case where two armies are massed, ready to go to battle, and this UFO phenomenon shows up. Like it says, the air opened and appeared a rapidly descending object resembling a flame. Almost like a meteor comes down, but it doesn't. It's not a meteor. Which appeared like a vase in shape and like a glowing annealed metal in color. So it comes down like a flame, but then they describe that this thing has a shape like a vase and a glowing metal color. Both armies frightened by the sighting withdrew. It's almost like this UFO has intervened in order to keep this battle from happening. You wonder sometimes if these things aren't watching us and trying to uh, guide history as it unfolds, possibly trying to trying to prevent some kind of war here. It's strange how this thing shows up just before a battle happens in the same way that the sighting occurred uh, with Josephus uh, not long before the sacking of Jerusalem. It makes you wonder if they're trying to prevent something. Very odd. Now here we have another one. It says, uh, multicolored flying object in 150 AD, a report from an area right outside of Rome, near Via Campana, described on a sunny day, a beast, a beast like a piece of pottery about 100 feet in size, multicolored on top and shooting out fiery rays, landed in a dust cloud accompanied by a maiden clad in white. That's in 150 A.D. Sightings during the Second Punic War, 218 to 201 B.C. Now we're going back a couple hundred years here. The following descriptions come from ancient Roman historian Livy. Now we can find that Livy is also a real person. Titus Livius, it says, rendered as Livy in English, was a Roman historian. He wrote a monumental history of Rome and the Roman people, ab herb, conditia, libra, covering the period of the earliest legions of Rome before the traditional foundation of 753 through the reign of Augustus Livius' own lifetime. Titus Livius, 64 or 59 BC, was born and died in AD 12 or 17. So this was an ancient Roman historian who lived about 50 or 60 years before Christ and then apparently died about 12 to 17 years after the, after, the birth of, after the birth of Christ. And it says here, the following descriptions come from ancient Roman historian Livia. A report from Rome in 218 BC refers to a spectacle of ships gleamed in the sky at Arpe around Shields were seen in the sky. A parma was a small round shield made partly or wholly of iron, bronze, or other materials. In 212 BC, at Riyadh, a huge stone was seen flying about. So here again, this is how they're describing what they see. These small shields sound like the classical uh, saucer that we think of, whereas this large stone, uh, more descriptive of some of the larger uh, UFOs that we spy. It's interesting, though, to look at some of these old, uh, ancient uh, observations and sightings and to see just how much they have in common with the stuff that we see today and to see how they describe the things that they see in 
their own words from their perspective. And it's, I think part of understanding this whole UFO phenomenon is looking at it from the historical perspective. We can see a whole line of it, how the UFOs behave and how we interact with them. And some of these older ancient sightings are really interesting examples of that. Until next time, this is UFO Warning. Over and out.